is our second episode. I am Sarah, and I am account manager here at 21 Handshake. I'm Alex, I'm in charge of visual content creation. And I'm Ashley, a project manager here at 21 Handshake. So in our last inaugural episode, we talked about the recent Cambridge Analytica Facebook scandal, why data privacy is important, um, what the scandal all entailed, how consumers are should be responsible and just aware of how our data is being used. And, you know, we equated maybe list selling and data sharing as this is just a form of the old selling mailing list back in the day. But anyways, regardless, um, we should just all be more aware of how our data is being used on the internet and just um, putting in safeguards and being mindful of that. But this still is a hot topic in the news. Mark Zuckerberg, if you don't know, Facebook CEO, head of Facebook, was actually in Congress last week for two days at some congressional hearings that he was called to. And Alex, what happened at those hearings? So there, there weren't really any major talking points that came out of the hearings, or, or at least there weren't any things that Zuckerberg uh, kind of expanded on beyond what his teams had already released in the press releases. Um, I thought that actually the biggest takeaway was I was blown away how little the senators actually knew about Facebook and how it worked. Yeah, some of them kind of uh, little bumbled around <laughs> there. Right. I mean, I mean, I think one of them literally asked, like, it was how either what is Facebook money. or how how it works, and then someone else asked, how does Facebook make money? Right. And, 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 Which is funny to us, but we got to remember the age of the senators. How how. Uh, maybe elderly some of them are. Mm -hmm. I <laughs> guess course. from my perspective though, like for something that was such a big deal and you know, um, a big giant in the in the social media space, like you think that the, you would want maybe read up on that before um, or get educated like, <laughs> before how? you interview the founder of one of the biggest social media platforms <laughs> in the, like in the world. Right. Yes, Zuckerberg obviously <laughs> had, you know, what would you call those groomers who groomed him? Maybe the senators needed to be groomed into what oh, Facebook was before they went on the stand. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I hear, I see that happen. I feel like fairly often in government where there, are, there are like these panels of, of that Congress people are on, and then like for example, maybe there's one about like um, healthcare and stuff like that, and then you see the qualifications of these people, none of them were ever doctors, none of them ever worked in healthcare, none of them ever, like they don't have opinions that stem from that world or like are not necessarily educated in that world and that, like I wouldn't go to a mechanic and ask him to like fix my computer, you know? Right, right. Like you'd want to have someone who's educated in that specific industry. Exactly. So what happened at the end of the hearing though? Did Zuckerberg commit to more safeguards yeah, or they, they made a lot he made a lot of kind of like sweeping promises about increasing security and that they were gonna they're increasing the size of their content mediation team which is essentially the people who like approve ads and make sure that things are everything that's getting posted is like kosher I guess mm -hmm. um, they're gonna increase that team from 10,000 to 20,000 people that's quite a jump mm -hmm. so so they're they're at least that's like a tangible promise um, like you can say that we're gonna work to increase privacy, but like how do you quantify that? Exactly. So so that's kind of, those were my takeaways from that. Yeah, I thought I had the same feelings. 
We will continue to keep everyone updated on this topic as um, we are marketers and kind of a passion of ours to keep an eye on this. But today we have a topic that is a little near, near and dear to us right now as we are going through hiring a newcomer to our team, an intern, um, who knows where that will lead into possible employment. Um, so we wanted to talk about workplace culture because pat on the back to our team here, we have a pretty awesome workplace culture. But what exactly is workplace culture? I feel like this is a newer term out there. Um, it's hard to define exactly what workplace culture is. I feel like the term is kind of thrown around a lot. Hey, you know, culture, you're, you must care about the culture of your organization. So I did a little digging just to see if I could come up with a better definition of that. And I think the best one I found was on thebalance.com. And they said, culture is not something that you can actually can't see, but it does physically manifest itself in your workplace, in the personalities. And I think that's totally true. Um, like I mentioned here, I think we have a great workplace culture, but I have worked at places before where the culture was not great and we were kind of making fun of the bosses behind mm -hmm. their backs and you know we had a running joke and mm -hmm. employees did. And so I would probably characteristic that as not a good workplace culture. Um, but just thinking about the workplace culture, what does a positive culture look like to you guys versus a negative culture? Yeah, I actually want to start this because for a long time when, um, especially in college, when we talked about, you know, the importance of culture in your future job, it always came with a very like negative connotation that it was such a millennial thing to want to have like fun at work and, you know, you know, have a lax like schedule and like sit on bouncy balls and drink beer. Like it was this thing that like people like desired, but also was such a millennial thing to do. Um, but someone once told me too, and I think it was like an old advisor, when, when you go to interview for a new job, like sure, they're interviewing you, but, but you're also interviewing them. Like you wanna make sure that if you're gonna work at a place that um, your values align, um, you know that you'll work well with, with the team members. And I, and I think from any like business owner perspective or e like just general employee, like you're more efficient when you, you and your team work well together and, and get along and have very similar values and very similar goals. And so I do think it's really important to consider, um, especially for those who, who, are, who are job searching right now. Um, but yeah, so I guess this goes back for um, just my personal experience. When I, when I interviewed at 21 Handshake, part of the interview was, was taking a strengths finders test. Um, so that's something we really value here is um, playing off of each other's strengths, which I, I really enjoy and I do think that that, um, that really does help. Especially everyone else knowing everybody's strengths um, definitely helps not only us communicate with each other, but um, determine who might be the best for a certain project or um, the best at communicating to clients. And, and I think it just overall makes us much more efficient. Um, yeah, I guess I guess that that's my perspective on, on a positive uh, work culture. Alex, how would yeah. you define like the culture here at Twenty One Handshake? Um, I was gonna the first word that came to mind. I was gonna say loose, but I, I feel like that that might come off in not a positive <laughs> way. But loose in the sense that it's like work from where 
you feel like you're going to get your work done. Mm-hmm. Um, work from where you, you know, work best, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, we have like several communication platforms. Um, it's not. I, I think that's probably the the biggest work workplace culture thing for me here is that like the work from where you work best or where like work where it's conducive to you getting your mm-hmm. stuff done at that time. Right, and also sense. that comes with I think that we are a culture of self starters. Yep. Um, you're not going to get that everywhere. Right. Um, you know, I think I once had this conversation with my dad, and I was kind of explaining to him. You know, he, he, he didn't really get, like, you work from home some days, Sarah, and then you go in. And I was like, well, we're very self-starters. And he's like, yeah, the majority of the population are not self-starters. Yeah. <laughs> and that really struck me as, like, wow, we really do have a different culture here. Mm-hmm. We are a group of self-starters who have all come together. And also, you know, we can be trusted to go work where we get work done best because it's trusted that we're not going to be just at home laying on the couch watching TV <laughs> or something. So I think, you know, that part of our culture is, mm-hmm. is very cool and unique to our group. Yeah, and I think something important to note here too is like our team is not large. There is seven of us. Right. Um, we're very tight-knit. We do work really closely together. And so, um, I mean, speaking on like adding to our team, like we're going to be very particular um, in order to maintain that culture. Um, I know that that's just something that's very important to all of us and something that contributes to our success. And so um, I think it would only be unfair to like throw in someone who who may be good at what they do, but Mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily fit in um, with the team and and the way we work. Um, Right. I think I think it might have been Isaac who told me this, but I can't remember like you hire for the person first and the skills second because you can always you can always hire a person and and teach them more skills or like get them more acquainted with your company or like kind of teach them things that they need in in your company or your or your industry whatever it may be Um, but you can't teach or change the way a person's going to fit into the company no that is very true Mm -hmm. very true i think that we've all probably worked with um, we've hired a lot of freelancers here and always, you know, we, I think we've thought about maybe hiring so-and-so or hiring so-and-so, but there has been a few instances where it's like, well, I'm not sure they would fit into this culture. Like, is that like, they're great at what they did, but, you know, the culture might not be a right fit and they'd be a great fit for somewhere else. You know, it does not to say they're not going to be a great fit somewhere else. Right, <laughs> so. right. And I think it, it almost feels like it's just been sort of a progression of the workplace over time because I feel like the workplace even, I don't know, what say like 20, 30 years ago, like it's like cubicle style, like you're just here to get your work done, um, do that and like go home and do whatever you do. Whereas now there's, I think, a lot more overlap between the two worlds. Right, and I, I like, yeah, and I would say industry related to cultures are gonna be different. <laughs> right, right. Um, obviously that there are Industries where you have to work from your office or like work from your factory or whatever stuff like that. Not everybody can. Work right. From yeah. Home. Yeah. I'm not gonna have a machine in my house that makes parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. You sure? No, well, okay. I don't know. I do have a very uh, technological husband. Like when it comes to parts. So. I think this topic too like goes past like just like office culture and also into like leadership 
herb management styles. So mm -hmm. we talk about kind of how important culture is for our small company, but mm -hmm. for a bigger company, it could be more just about um, the, the leadership team or, or management styles. And so mm -hmm. I think we can all agree that we've had a manager before that we just didn't click well with or didn't agree with the way that they did things. And so um, I, th I think ultimately they all um, kind of are very similar. So yeah, something to consider. Um, I also feel like we have here at 21 Handshake like pretty good yin and yang mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. th I think the simplest way I can describe that is like people who are like idea people and then I'm, like the yang to that would be like the organized like okay how are we going to actually take that and make mm -hmm. something of it. Because you, you can't have one without the other. Right. You need the doers and yeah. you need the thinkers. You know, you need yeah. the thinkers and the doers and everything like that, a balance. And we've been really, really lucky with that. Um, I, our team just naturally works so well. I'm not really sure we've ever really run into to a problem with that before. Um, and I think that comes down to, to the initial interview. Um, like, what are some things that you guys are think are crucial when, when interviewing a new hire, uh, when it pertains to culture? Right, well, Ashley, you had mentioned the strength finders test, and I think mm -hmm. that um, is great. But I think just initially, the initial interview, I think you know you want to read body language, mm -hmm. um, enthusiasm, right. are some key points that you want to look for. Yeah. Also, when I was looking for jobs a couple years ago, and I was like going through that whole post college uh, process, something uh, a hiring tip that somebody gave me that I thought was like quite insightful was. A lot of times people will ask like you, like what are your qualities and you want to say like oh trustworthy hardworking, <laughs> blah 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 and there's like and the guy was telling me that like there's no context to that anybody can say that so like like show me don't just tell me like it's super valuable to be able to give very concrete experiences of how you represent that actual quality you know and, and don't say like like what are what are your uh, what are your negatives like oh I work too hard yeah, right. I know. I'm like the opposite. I hate those type of questions in interviews because I'm always like, oh my gosh, I should have documented everything I did at my last job because now I don't remember. Right. I um, guess it's good we have social media these days and you can probably pull up stuff or find stuff a lot easier. But. And I think it's important too in the interview process just to have like conversations with people before you even talk about. Like, and, and talk about nothing that's work-related. Right. And I think that's a big key. I was going to say, so um, when I worked in tourism a while ago, I kind of remember that interview because we did just go outside the conversation and we were talking about just movies and stuff. But then I loved that because then it gave me, when I wrote a personal email back, I could mention some of those movies. And so I think, right. and you know, it just kind of helped relax the conversation plus mm -hmm. give an insight that like, you know, this just seems like a fun group. We're just here having yeah. conversations, and it doesn't feel like an interview. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. So, fun fact: when I interviewed here, I interviewed first with Sarah, and I was interviewing a lot at the time. I was going through kind of that end of college process where I was applying for quite a few jobs and interviewing here and there, and. Um, like easily my favorite interviews are the ones that do feel very natural and like a conversation and you can really talk mm -hmm. about yourself that without all the pressure um so i totally agree with that 
Um, and Sarah, you're very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I felt, I felt like I had some uh, interviews that day that were not conversational, and that's how I knew you would be a great fit because you were very conversational. Yeah, right. I was like, this was yeah, fun. She needs I, to be part of our team. <laughs> I do think that that is a good like qualification, though. Can you have a, a good conversation with with mm -hmm. that person? And I think that shows, you know, if they're personable, like what kind of things they value and kind of their outlook on mm -hmm. life. And that I think that tells you a lot. Oh yeah, just right off the bat. Yeah, because the person can say anything about their skills or give you a story <laughs> or whatnot. Right. But I think the essence of having the back and forth or, mm -hmm. wow, that was a real struggle to get through that interview. Like, I was just grasping for stuff to yeah. ask. You know? And if you feel like that, I mean, like, really, like, imagine that person on your team. I feel like it would be more challenging. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not beneficial for either of you. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So... Um, so yeah, so I thought it'd be fun. We keep bringing up strength finders. What were some of your guys' strengths? Uh, hold on, let me actually. I know, I'm going to have to go find mine. Okay, well, well you guys, I will, uh, so some of mine. So strength finders, if you aren't, haven't ever heard of this book before, we do recommend it to um, every team, our other business owners, business owners too. We actually, we actually even give team. it to our clients sometimes. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It just is a great set of questions that lead you through like these multiple choice scenarios. And I know when I took it, I was kind of like, when you're taking the test, you're like, what is this? Like some type of like psychological test going on here. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought those were kind of fun. So I was very interested in seeing the results. And I was amazed at how true the results were at the end to my personality. When I thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I'm that way, mm -hmm. because I'm Agreed. a learner, and I like discipline, and I like responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, so those were a few of mine, and I will say that the test was on point mm -hmm. with defining those qualities. Yeah, I was also really surprised by what I felt was the accuracy of it. I, mm -hmm. I saw the top five, and like a couple of the, when you see just the words, you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't really understand what that means, mm -hmm. but then you read the description. So the book has like a, a lengthy description of each of the, one of the qualities. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, how many strength finder, or how many strengths are there? 34. So it gives you your top five ranked in order. Um, and like after I read some of those, I was like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. It's like a little insight into yourself as well. Like, ah. Yeah. I actually did just find my um, email back to Isaac after my interview with my top five strengths. Um, so my first one is futuristic, which I totally agree with. Um, arranger, um, input, which I can't actually remember the description for. Maximizer and then realtor. And, and even at the bottom, like you said, Alex, I said, I'm very surprised at how accurate these results are. Definitely explain my mindset going through school and you know what drives me to be successful in life. I just thought, found that so interesting. Um, so I definitely did even like learn a little bit about myself mm -hmm. in the way that I think, um, which was cool. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that it is a great book to, even if you've had some team members maybe on your team for a while, everybody takes some time to, to go through that. You can just pick it up on Amazon. I think Tom Rath writes it. Um, so we'll put that in the show notes for sure. So. Um, yeah, so culture, it is very important to the workplace. Um, and I know if anyone is out there struggling with how they could improve their culture, what would be some tips that you guys would 
you know, give listeners on how to improve the culture in your workplace if you feel like it's kind of maybe. Hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think that the strength finder thing is, is incredibly important because if you understand how somebody likes to learn or how somebody receives information or like wants to be taught, um, that will go a long way in you adjusting how you approach those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, if people, and people, I think, really appreciate that. Because I, th- mm-hmm. I think it sort of happens subliminally, too, mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah. Yeah, my, my two suggestions. One would be research even before the interview. Um, and that goes both ways. So the interviewee researching the company, is this, is this a company that I uh, agree with their values? Is this a place that I can see myself working? Um, are these my people? Um, and then the other part, I mean, is just communication. So what are you looking for out of a job? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, what, what is important to you and what is important um, that you get out of this experience? So I think a combination of those two and strength finders, uh, navigating um, the right culture and, and um, good fits for your team mm-hmm. should come pretty easy. Right, yeah, culture, um, you know, it's a general consensus by your group that you are setting some rules for working together. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have a great culture, you know it and you want to keep it that way. And so we just wanted to bring that up today and talk about culture and give you a glimpse inside our 21 handshake culture as well. Yeah. We would love to hear your thoughts on this topic today. Jot us a note. Find us on social media at 21 Handshake.